so let's move seamlessly now. Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like some gravity treatment. M-O-L-M-M. That feels apocryphal, but I'll take it. No, it's true. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I mean, that is made for undiscerning days. I'll just auto-tune that, put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. All right. (laughs) Six hours later. Y'all done got digitally (laughs) painted. Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that's intellectually stimulating, often entertaining, constantly changing genres, and often makes Corey so mad she rage quits until we beg her to come back. Stimulation. What'd you say? (laughs) Stimulation. And I wish he wouldn't. Is that from something? No, it's what the card says. It's the the wizard card, the wizard assistant. Oh, no, it's the wizard guy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But he gets excited. uh, Yeah, when you get to play him in in, uh, Act 2. Any sort of physical... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 I'm getting hit. Stimulation. Oh, I've learned something new. He's in his, like, sensory deprivation. Corey's not talking a lot because she didn't get that far. I'm your host, Ben Helms. And with me, as always, is my big brother and co-host, the bifurcation to my trifurcation, and our own Leshy, the DM himself, nerding out and constantly trying to overanalyze and dig deeper into every single aspect of the game, no matter how much we beg him to stop, Jason Helms. Is it Lacanian, or was Lacan inscriptionum? Oh my god. Inscription. So we'll get Damn. back to the DM aspect of that, because that was, is I, there, I love that. What's wait, is, there's someone named Leshy in this game? Oh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> the main character of the game. There's only one character for the first, like, ten hours. <laughs> I didn't know that the character had a name. I don't Amazing. know. Somehow I missed that. But I love our that, podcast so much. <laughs> I love wait, 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 wait. Where's this oh, Mario yeah. guy coming in? What's it with? Uh, <laughs> I didn't get that far. There's a green one? I guess if it wasn't called Mario, you wouldn't necessarily know it was called Mario. What's the red Luigi guy? Anyways, you guys you guys got to the guys, Goombas? I had, a, I had a point with this. I love, Sorry. even though I hate this game, I love that there is so much overlap in Devolver games. Like oh, cool. from the sound we'll effects in this to yeah. names used in it, all that kind of stuff. Between oh, nice. the games, there are little things. So Leshy is one of the witness things or whatever that you have to kill in uh, Cult of the Lamb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I've played that okay. enough to know everyone. Named name. after an actual pagan god. Yeah, Leshy. I learned that today, too. Well, hey, hey, there you go. Uh, and of course, we're joined by the person talking, our own in-house <laughs> hardcore gaming Correspondent, uh, the mantis god to our one-hearted sacrificial squirrels, our own Grimora, the scribe of death mm. to our Leshy and I guess PO3. I'm more like robots and technical things than I am magic. So uh, I've been saying it Poe. Poe three, Poth. Ooh, Ruger? this is an adat situation, yeah. isn't it? Just Poe. The three is an e. The three is an oh, e. Poe. Poe po school. That's better oh. than PO three. Corgan Vaughn, come on down. Hey. hey. Welcome. I'm here. Oh, man. Uh, so the game came out like a year ago. A year ago yesterday, actually. From a game recording. by the name of Inscription. There we go. With a Y. I think people... Have you ever been five minutes into a podcast and not known what you clicked on? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess me too. Okay. I have to. It's the best feeling. My queue is like 70 <laughs> episodes long right now. All right. So shut up. Bad question. Um, <laughs> the game came out. The game Inscription came out a year ago. Uh, and finally came to PS5. It was, only, it was only PC for like the first six months. And then finally came to PS5 actually a few weeks ago. And that's the day I learned that. I sent it to you and I was like, we're playing this. Because I've heard this is amazing. 
all the games we've played before this that have any sort of like mini game that's like a uh, board game or a card game, whether it's Pazak or Gwent or Knucklebones, whatever it might be, that's often my favorite part of those games. It's true. And so it was kind of nice to have a card game that, spoiler alert for Inscription, a little bit. A little bit. Uh, a little bit. Is a, I've put, f- I think, 38 hours into it, Whew. and the first 10 hours are just card game. And the next 10 hours are not card game. Or they're like a whole other game. <laughs> Sometimes they are. Sometimes but when they are, games. it's a different card game. God. Until so it's not good. a different oh, card game. It blows my mind. Blew my well, mind constantly. Let me just say, like, we're about we're about five minutes away from just spoiling everything here. Yeah. So if you haven't played it, enjoy the next five minutes. Yeah, yeah. And real real strong encouragement to count out then. Uh and cool. just good say, cool. Ben, recommend or not recommend? Hard recommend. It's this yeah. already top five maybe top three game all time for me yeah my husband said it may be his favorite game he's ever played so i love keo so much (laughs) now Corey, bit of a not recommend right yeah do you want to expand on that so that the people who also wouldn't enjoy it can jump to that yeah uh i don't like card games so that's a problem So why didn't you like this game (laughs) so why did you like (laughs) this card game imagine okay let me yeah, as just to get this, here's why I didn't get very far in this. Yeah. Uh, we talked about in Cult of Lamb that I actually I really enjoy playing Knuckle Bones, but my strategy in Knuckle Bones is like extremely basic. Like when you started talking yeah. about like the count of the numbers on them and stuff like that, I'm like, I don't even know what things are worth. I just kind of get like where I need to put things or whatever. Match up the numbers to cancel out the other team's right, numbers. Right, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and, and usually that works. And like, yeah. I get that some things are higher than others, but whatever. That is my entire knucklebone strategy. Nice. I don't do strategy otherwise. And one of the like, uh, yeah, you know, tough. I have pretty bad executive dysfunction. <laughs> and one of the key elements of executive dysfunction is not being able to think steps ahead. So I can't see something and go, a couple steps ahead from this, I'm going to need this to happen. Um, so, like, for example, in this game, I was, like, I texted you guys in a rage because I was like, how do you beat this fisherman guy in this game? Uh, and Jason was like, well, you want to, like, you know, sacrifice these these characters or whatever so that you only have, like, one card here or whatever. And it was, like, my brain was just like, I can't process that that's a thing that I would do. How would I go about doing that? I can't think through the strategy to actually actively do that in this game. And so, you know I love, like, a roguelike and stuff like that, but this being, like, a roguelike card game where I'm bad at cards, so I just, like, I would literally turn... I would start over after dying and it would be six minutes and I'd be dead again. (laughs) It's like, this sucks. This is not fun to keep doing this. So that is why for me, this game didn't work. Um, I I'm curious about it. Kia was having a great time and I even enjoyed watching him play it to an extent. But for me, I was like, I just, this is just not how my brain works. (laughs) So it's not fun. Yeah. No, that does not sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. How many times did you rage quit it? Because early on, Several. you were like, I'm out. I'm not yeah. playing this game. And I was like, <laughs> I said cool. I wasn't going to do I it. I respect that and I understand <laughs> it. And at least a week and a half, maybe two weeks later, you were like, I, was doing I, I swear I can't do any more inscription. And I was like, I wasn't aware that you were. <laughs> What's happening? It was, yeah, I probably rage quit it like three times over the course of three weeks or so. In large part because you guys and Kia were having so much fun with it that I was like, surely 
I am going to like hit some magic moment in this that is going to like flip the switch right. on this for me. Some um, magic yeah, moment. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was just I wasn't in on the premise from the beginning, like yeah. like the concept. So it was really it wasn't a matter of finding some moment that was going to do it for me. I can appreciate that it was like doing cool shit. It was just a matter of like, oh, no, I just hate this. <laughs> It's, that's all. It's just not fun. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the different ways we each approach this, because you'll remember, listener, last month, when we talked about Knucklebones, uh, they said <laughs> Knucklebones has some rules. I interrupted, my eyes rolled back, and I recited all of the rules according to Hoyle. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was It was not, you know, Very it was not okay. Shame. I, like, reflected <laughs> about myself as a person, and the healing I got was to play Inscription, right? It, it was perfect for me. A game that doesn't tell you any of its rules. Right. And the joy of it is to learn those rules slowly and painfully. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a, I, I might be built different, and that might not be great. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of self-reflection going on here. Dude, so I put, yeah. I think, 130 hours into Elden Ring over a few months. <laughs> and there was, like, a, you know, there's points in there where, like, I have a need to beat a boss is usually when it is, right? Or, like, I, discover, I uncover a new area, and I was like, okay, tonight I'm going to spend, like, three or four hours just, like... As soon as the kids go down, I'm there till like 1 a.m. Whatever, just like right. doing that. We're playing together online sometimes, and just like I hate using the word like addictive because that's saved for like a special like you know it's a disease like it's an actual thing. It's it's right. And so I don't want to say I was addicted to something unless it's like okay, I need help. This is the closest I mean, I've come. Neurologically, it's pretty much the same thing. Fair. <laughs> it was yeah okay. I, I think of like it being a negative thing when it like impacts the people around me or like I'm like shirking responsibilities right. and like pushing back due dates and stuff like that. So ha didn't never did that on Elden Ring. Responsibly addicted. Inscription. Yeah. I bordered with irresponsible addiction with inscription. <laughs> oh, wow. That's hard to say. That's amazing. Uh, like pushing back meetings and stuff like that. Like it's been rough. This game is wow. I, I like it that much. I know it's bad. Yeah, I mean, like. You know, Keo goes away for work, so, you know, when he's home, he's home. He doesn't really have anything to do. Yeah. But he literally sat and played that game for three days straight because he had three days off from work. Like, he did not oh. move from our room. He just played that game. That's the next step. I totally believe that because it's one of those where, like, you don't want to stop in the middle of a run because you have all these strategies <laughs> going into making your deck. And you don't want to stop at the end of a run because you're like, oh, I just died. I can do better than that. <laughs> Or like, I'll just start it. I'll just build my deck real quick and then I'll keep going. Like, But the thing that adds to that is that Jason, for my birthday, got me a backbone, which is a little thing that goes around your phone. It means you can play remotely any Xbox, any Microsoft, Ooh. any PlayStation game. Danger. Yeah. So I'm like, before it was like, I want you to TV. know the... I want you to know the moment when I explained to him what cloud gaming was on Xbox. Because it's something we've talked about many, many times. We've even talked about it on the pod and yeah. how much I'm enjoying it. It was in and fact I said, what this last episode of Jack of All Graves was about. Cloud gaming. Perfect. It's in my queue. There we go. It's in my queue. <laughs> so I talked to him many times about it. I said, I, I want to get you this backbone, but I, I want to make sure it works for you first. So could you at least try cloud gaming first? And he was like, yeah, I, I guess this sounds interesting. I'll check it out. I don't know what Ben thought it was. I did it before. Because that, like two years ago. Okay. I did it when I lived in oh, Mount Shasta. Okay. And it was right. just like, I had, I had it on my iPad and I brought out my Xbox controller and connected. I was like, I guess this is convenient. My TV's right over there, though. Like, just play <laughs> right. on the TV. Yeah, I, I didn't, like, twice. I, I got him to install it. Uh, I walked, talked him through the process. He clicks on the button, and it's just the entire Game Pass library. And he's like, so which of these can I play? And I was like, all the dude, games. all of them. And he was like, what? 
<laughs> and then, like he clicks on one of them, it opens up and he's just like, dude, this is the game. It's so crazy. It's, it's the game that ga- like he was in on it. It was great. Yeah. It's so good. I genuinely didn't know what it was till last week when we had a guest right? who that's like his thing on bigger? the podcast. And I was like, yeah, well, that's what's so crazy about it. So like Google Stadia is like shutting down. Yeah. And as he's explaining yeah. to me what this is, I was like, if I had ever been told yeah. what that was, I would have been using it. Yeah. But no one's ever explained it to me before. This should be huge. I know. I know. I mean, I have. On this podcast. <laughs> also, it's free. Fair. Yes, like, the backbone costs $100 if you want, like, a nice controller. But th- if you have a PlayStation or an Xbox, it's free. The app's free. Right. If you, yeah. and I guess it's if you're paying for stuff, it's free, right? But it's stuff we're already right. all paying for. Like, I didn't have to right. buy anything to start doing remote play. Like, I have the controller. I have the app. Just click on a button and you can play it. So, all that to say... It's like before then it was like, okay, turn the TV off and the the PS5 is dead because the TV is off and we had one TV and that's it. Or if the kids want to watch Bluey or if they want to play Dreamlight Valley, Jason, which is all they want to do now. Thanks a lot for that. Uh, (laughs) The game is so freaking hard. It's just like grinding, grinding, fetch quest, grinding, fetch Mm -hmm. quest all the time. (sighs) Anyway, Maddie keeps wanting me to play it so bad. She wants me to play it so bad. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. You play your game. Play mine. Sit next to him and play inscription next to him, or I can do it when I'm going to bed, or I can do it in the shower, I can do it when I'm driving in the car. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm playing it right now. What a technology. So, uh, we're going to transition a little bit into the game's story and just kind of give you hints before the spoiler yeah, section yeah. that it's a really interesting story. It does some cool stuff, and it's told very well. I got a lot of stuff to say. Ben, you would say the experience of playing this game was, you talked about addiction, you talked about being irresponsible. Yeah. I would say it's a, a giving over of agency to a machine, mm. right? That you are <laughs> you are letting your own agency withdraw, and you are are saying, oh, "Okay, I'll be I'll be part of this relationship now." You didn't necessarily know that was the deal sure. when you started, but you started to sense it along the way, and then you continued playing it. Um, and I think I just described the entire plot of addiction of addiction of inscription. <laughs> That's the game we're making, <laughs> but it's a weird, creepy game. When I was told that before, I was worried about playing it at night with the lights out. I don't have that fear about this game. It's not no. that kind of game. No. My right? kids watch this It does game. have a nice... Um, I like the spookiness of it. Yeah. I like yeah. the like the way that the character design in yeah. it works is it's unsettling, which yes. I like, you know, it's not, it's not scary, but the first time you see like one of those characters, like the woodsman guy or whatever his name is, you know, he's like, and with the like Leshy. the little mask and yeah. all that kind of stuff, like it's, unsettling you're like what are their eyeballs doing under there like what oh yeah the spirally eyes and all that yeah it's got a very unsettling feel that i i think works really well to just kind of it doesn't scare you but the whole time there's like it gives you a little anxiety while you play that's that works i will though 100 percent agree the kids have seen me die many times in this game and when you die (laughs) hands come out and grab you and it turns black (laughs) and what happened yesterday and talia's seen the ending a half dozen times or whatever and she goes is he hugging you dad like no yes, fear is. in her mm-hmm. voice or heart or eyes, just like <laughs> confused. Like why did he? Why did his hands go out? And it's like yeah, he's feels just hugging bad me. That you lost. Yeah, he's just giving me yeah. a hug, and then she came over and gave me a hug. So not that scary to them. Did I tell the I don't play Bloodborne in front of my kids anymore no, story so. on this? I don't think so. So the kids can handle an eldering, great. Yeah. And Maddie yeah. even had a great line uh, when she saw me playing Bloodborne, which is a, a lot less forgiving of a game. Very early on, she goes, "Daddy, I don't trust." 
Bloodborne as much as I trust Elden Ring. I was like, you're right. I think you get it. Yeah. Good phrasing. Yeah. And at some points when you're walking around, like it's this this deserted uh, Victorian kind of town, and there are people behind the doors, but you can never see any of them. No. Right? You can knock on a door, you can interact with them, and even occasionally like trade a thing or two, but you never see them open the door. Mm, it's like a Japanese ramen joint. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, roll me yeah. up one of those. <laughs> so... Maddie wakes up in the middle of the night one night and had a nightmare and she's telling me about it. And she said, um, there was, I was in a city and there was, there was a door and Bloodborne was behind the door Ooh. and he was talking to me and I couldn't see him. And then the door opened and then Bloodborne jumped on me and he had a deer head and he just started banging it against my head. I was like, we're, so we're not playing that anymore. Yeah, I think that's uh, I mean, like, it was the exact description of, of like the interaction with the door that you have, except her imagining all these things, yeah, especially a character in. called Bloodborne, Terrifying. Yeah. which Isn't is clearly not in the game. That's not a thing. His name's Dr. Bloodborne. Come on, Maddie. That's right. <laughs> it just reminds me of a TJF show that I always loved when I was a kid called Brother's Keeper. There's a really stupid character on it, and he thought that John McClane's name was Die Hard. Yes. So it's like, you know, there's, and then Die Hard goes through like the little tunnel, and it drives his, you know, brother crazy. Hey, so did uh, Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima called him Die Hard? Yeah, he has a character in the game called Die Hard Man. <laughs> that could be. But this predates that. This was like 1993, 1994, well, maybe... something like that. Anyway. Anyways, that's what Bloodborne being a character reminds me of. But yeah. also, that's terrifying. Uh, Daniel Mullins originally created the prototype for Inscription for a game, a game jam. <laughs> for a game jam. Words are so fun. Fun, fun with words. Uh, well, the, the theme of the game, or the theme of the jam, was sacrifices must be made. So he took the mechanic. Apparently, uh, this, uh, I haven't played a lot of card games, but the idea of sacrificing something on your board to play something, I think it exists in, in Magic the Gathering, which is a huge influence for him. Hearthstone. Hearthstone, yeah. A it, it, bunch of different card games he took that idea from and then made it cuter. <laughs> and we're going to... We're going to compare the card game that's in Inscription to a bunch of other games as we go. Uh, But to make clear, the genre is called a uh, deck-building roguelike. Yeah. Uh, So it's the cards, you put them together, you play roguelike. Boom. There's lots of them. With uh, Slay the Spire being like one of the the ones that really hit it big. And we played some of that, and it has that same mechanic of you sacrifice things. But the emotional content of that is completely Mm -hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Right. It never says the word sacrifice. It just says like uh, remove one card from your deck to do this. Right. right? It just oh, kind of moves yeah, out like true. this. This is your card goes down on the table. You see like a branding iron on it, and then it like disappears. It it got deleted. It's it's a dead card now. Yeah. Like it it really reenacts this sacrifice in a visual way that you feel something bad is happening. But yeah, it's so you've got this card game and it's a deck builder roguelike. We'll we'll compare to others as we go. Uh, and then eventually, so started as a card game and then eventually became the like lodge, the cabin that you're in and this kind of like escape room where I don't know how long it took me or it took you two to figure out that you could get up again, mild spoilers, that you could get up from the table and you're playing across with this kind of like shadowy figure and there's a clock in the room and there's uh, a I safe. I think I accidentally got oh, up yeah. like you could, immediately. You, you could totally do that. Yeah. It, yeah. So it was like. Like, right away, I was like, oh, what happened? And then I couldn't figure out how to sit back down again. Nice. Uh, and then I just kept playing the game. And then, like, you know how the... It, we'll get Sorry to derail for a second. Yeah. But you know how there's the... Um, what's the card that you always get that talks? The first the stoat. one. Stoat. The stoat. 
And the stoat kept on saying, like, there's, you know, you better check that rule book, you, yeah. you know, so that we can, you know, there's a combination or whatever. Yeah, and so right. like, there's a book in the game. And I kept trying to figure out how to open that book. Yeah. And then finally, like, Kia was like, uh, you know, you can, like, get up. And I was like, yeah, but it's just like a bunch of random junk. Like, what am I supposed to do in there? <laughs> it's like, well, the stoat has been telling you this whole time. I was like, oh, there's another book. There's one in, in the room, in the cabin, not in this little area. And I finally figured that out or whatever. Then it's like super easy to get. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of stumbled upon it at first and then didn't utilize it until my husband was frustrated watching me not get the combination <laughs> that was one of the first like overwhelming moments the first half hour of any game is like that for me maybe for a lot of people but it's just like there's especially this where it's like start playing and you don't know the rules like it does a good job of onboarding right. in the sense that like the onboarding is like the first three hours or whatever where it's like here's another rule play around here's another rule play around but when i discovered whenever at that point i found the uh the rule book and i was like i wonder how many rules there are i know f four of them already i'll go through <laughs> oh god there's so many and it lists a bunch of rules <laughs> and also all of the sigils in the mm -hmm. entire game that you that you don't see for hours and hours and hours maybe never see and they're all in there i don't know if there's 60 or 80 or however many there are and it's just as soon as i started scrolling through i was like put that back nope don't look at that don't it's, even know it's that it's also yet. ignore it it's an unusable document Right, because what it actually shows you when you click on it is only one of the entries. Right. And then you flip to the next entry and the next entry. And when there are hundreds... Which doesn't make sense until it's in the context of the game, yeah. Right, that's pointless. Yeah. Like, they could have given you something more like a manual right. to refer to. That's not the point of this game. This game is attempting to obscure its own rules from you, right? And make everything feel mysterious. Totally. And there are actually rules that are, like, blotted out purposefully, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, more yeah, directly blotted out. Uh, it took me forever to figure out how to use the bell. The bell one, I still don't know. Oh, I know. The, I, know um, I actually Googled the that cards, one. cards, and I know in the mirror, obviously, but I don't know the bell. So so the oh, other it, thing where, I really like... How far it is off the middle? Is that what it is? We're not in spoiler territory yet. All right, all right. You can't well, say I what feel the bell like is. how far it off is the middle, <laughs> it's not even yeah, a sentence, I interrupted so. your, your flow on explaining the game here, so... Me or Jason? Who was talking? You, Ben. No. I think that was the basic idea, is that it's it's a card game... Eventually you figure out that there's a room around you and about eight to ten hours in that's when the real the first big twist is That it's more than a card game. It's more than eight the cabin ten hours if it's However many guys. hours in I feel like when I got there I was like, oh, did I do this really slow? Is this supposed to be like three hours because it's a huge <laughs> twist in the gameplay that I was like I, I feel like I've been yeah. playing this too long for this to have happened this late in the game Which is really impressive that that they were that patient well, with the storytelling to let the, let you wait that long. And I thought it was the ending. Same. So I thought I'd I thought I'd played it really fast. I was like, well, that was not quite as long as I thought I it would like, be. I guess that's thirty dollars. But yeah, I was around the same same territory. Whatever, it was fun. But <laughs> as long as I get to play that card game again, I mean, that was fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, I think that's all I have. Unspoilery. Other than one, that, I love it. One more uh, pre-spoiler thing. Yeah. Uh, as you saw these these puzzles, so you can get up in the cabin, you can walk around and look at stuff. And uh, there's like four things along the wall that jump out to you as, this is a puzzle. Right. Right? There's uh, the uh, there's a cuckoo clock, and then a painting, mm -hmm. and then a safe, and then a chest of drawers with, like, markings on it that you think are related to the game. So the first one I, I saw, and I, I assume that everyone did, was the clock. Right? It's mm -hmm. the closest to you. And I looked at it first. And there's buttons you can press that move the hands. It's like, okay, these need to go somewhere. Yeah, it's very interactive. There's clearly a code that I'm trying to get. And I spent so much time trying to solve the clock 
and it's a, you cannot solve it Just until not pretty late game. that eventually it will give it to you you're like no now i am going to solve yeah. this yes this it didn't even moment. occur to me that it might give it to you later. <laughs> A thousand, ten thousand combinations you could have with those three hands. I mean, yeah, yeah. No, it, I, I'm looking around the room to find codes. You know, <laughs> yeah. My initial thought was, I don't have the information for this. Right, that's what I thought too. I was like, I'm not gonna yeah. try. I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, this I is, looked around the room for like a time. I looked. That's what I looked through the manual yeah. for. I think the first time, because at one point you there is a code in the manual for something. Mm-hmm. So I looked yep. there for the time as well. And I, yeah. As soon as I didn't see it, I was like, well, that'll come later. It, it holds it out there for me. So the whole game, I keep coming back to it and looking at it. Yeah. And I became convinced that it was a red herring. That oh, it was the yeah. one code you never actually solve. And they, they're just screwing with me. It just feels like that kind of game where they would do that. Yeah, it does. Uh, you absolutely solve it. Uh, but the way you solve it is you ha- you kind of have to cheat, uh, <laughs> which is interesting. Sacrifices must be made. Gosh, it's a good game. Guys, can I just make a quick side note on sacrifices? Yeah. Yeah. You know how I'm... Uh, Still playing Cult of the Lamb and trying yeah, to get all the that. trophies. I did not oh. know that. I'm pretty sure I said that last time, but I'm trying you to. You did get... say it a month ago. I didn't know. It's been a month. <laughs> well, because oh, the trophies are really hard to get because, like, the, the trophies that I was trying to get is that you have to beat the, like, four god guys without taking any damage. Holy which shit. Which is super hard to do. So I've got yeah, three of them. Just don't get hit. <laughs> no, 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 no! I played that game. Just don't get hit. Just, just don't get hit by anything. It's I fine. couldn't beat it without it glitching. So I, I that sounds <laughs> built. That's different. true. You had this. Yeah, you had this issue the whole time. But so, like, I've done three out of the four without getting taking any damage so far. Um, you know, all that stuff. But also amongst the things was getting all of the um, character forms in it. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow. In, I was like, I have one character form left, and I was trying to figure out what it was. So I finally Googled it, because I'd been trying for, like, weeks to figure out how I get this character form. And there is, like, this secret character in the game that, like, there are these little, um, at night only no, in the game, on, there are these little crescent shapes on the ground in the little places in the villages that you go and mm-hmm, visit. Mm-hmm. And if you go up to that crescent, this, like, wolf character appears and uh you and he will like basically give you a challenge of some sort and you have to decide whether you accept that challenge or not uh and if you don't accept the challenges then you won't get the character forms the final challenge that he issues to you is to sacrifice ratow wow i was like oh no oh no who will i play knuckle bones with (laughs) <laughs> oh, like, wow. I can't, I wow. can't sacrifice Rato, and I was sitting there, and I was like, "But I can't, I can't get the character form if I don't, and I will never get a hundred percent." And I said in our episode last time, I was like, "I'm not playing this as a morality tale here. I am Boom. going for what I want." But I was like heartbroken. <laughs> and then when after I I sacrificed How him, how do you sacrifice? Do you have to go get him or anything, or he just shows? No, up? no, no. Just it's like, just okay. I say yes, and okay. Ratau wow. appears Boom. and like screams, and the wolf takes him, and it's horrible and oh sad. God. <laughs> um, and then so the next time that I went to go play Knuckle Bones, there was like a note from Ratau about like how much he loved me or whatever. And I was like, this is devastating. Well, I think the worst part is that wow. evidently he knew you were going to do that at some point. Right? Like exactly. And he wrote like, the letter. Like, it's inevitable. Just, and every day, every day he would go outside, he would garden, but he wasn't sure when it would happen. So he just leave the note on the table. Yeah. 
Can you imagine starting every day that way? Well, because doesn't the game start with him saying, like, you can be so much better than me, I only got so far, kind of thing? Like, you're taking his right, place? Right, yeah. So that, yeah, that story-wise, exactly. makes a lot of sense. It does make sense, yeah, but it was still extremely sad. Yeah. I, I like to think wow. Ratau understood, but, yeah, oh, man, cool. it was my Animal Crossing character all over again. Did you get anyways the achievement? I did get the achievement. Nice, that's what course. matters. You know? So my nice. only tr- only trophies I have left are to get all of the use all of the cloaks, uh, which I'm saving because they make playing harder, uh, and to find and kill one last god with no um, damage. Damage. Yeah. You're amazing. Anyways, back to your sacrifices now that I have Jesus, shared my sorrow amazing. with you guys. Yeah, right? <sighs> uh, bring the mood down. Spoilers? Spoiler time. Spoilers! All right. Wee-oo, wee-oo. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're going to get into it. Um, go play this game. It's, it's really good. In fact, if you're if you don't necessarily hate cards, but... You've just never gotten into them before. This might be the thing that brings you in. But if you hate cards, you know, don't don't talk about it either. Don't, don't <laughs> do any of this. Ignore all of it. If is that your brain short circuits when you see cards and rules, then yeah. don't bother. If yeah. you just haven't found a thing you like, you might like it. So in doing research and in thinking about the game and kind of like writing out the plot, I just wrote down all of the things and like genres and ideas as succinctly as I could that this game includes. Starts off roguelike deck building card game. Moves into metafictional found footage storytelling. Pixel art stylized top down role playing. That's like the JRPG thing. Uh, Genre hopping and world ending shenanigans with the whole like robot when it gets back to the card games with Poe. And and also like fourth wall breaking. Maybe it's not even fourth wall breaking. I don't know what that would be. Yeah. Uh, And then meta. Yeah, just meta meta, right? Uh, and then finally including a real world alternative reality game in the end that I'm only like a quarter of the way through oh, in my like wow. eight hours post game playing. Okay. The, just the game is constantly changing and I'm I'm only playing one aspect of it now and I'm playing like three to five hours a day. Wow. The it's game's a big just game. insane. It's a big freaking game. Oh my <laughs> God. I love this game so much and I will definitely replay the whole thing at some point too. That's the whole thing. Like what was the last game that I started again not Elden Ring we did this new game plus it's a little different but there's another game I read dead I don't think I ever started again but you know because once you finish it's the same game again and yeah. like yeah those are fun right. to, it's like reading a book again like if you love it that much I guess that's fun but like replaying inscription would be like not playing an entirely new game but it would be a very different experience than playing it the first time mm. yes Jason I have uh gotten really into the author Gene Wolfe over the last couple of years right I've, I've been talking about him a bunch but I yeah. love one of his quotes which is <clears throat> I I try to write a book that will be enjoyable on its first read and more enjoyable on each subsequent read. Mm. And it's the same kind of thing where when you jump back at the end of a murder mystery, you want to watch the first yeah. few minutes over yeah. again just to see like, oh, there were all those clues oh, right at the beginning. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right? Um, I remember uh, I watched Knives Out, like I think the day after I watched it the first time. Yeah. And it, it was just like, it was a completely new movie. It was wonderful. Right, yeah. yeah. And most things I think that lose that after too. Inscription does feel like one of those things where I might be doing a third or a fourth time and picking up new stuff. Um, <laughs> it's really complex and interesting. And it also still works on the, sur- the uh, surface level. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not playing the story at all. And I'm loving it. So, oh God, it's so good. Did you look up strategies? 
there was a couple times I didn't know. I never looked up strategies as far as like what's the best way to to beat this. There was a couple right. times I think where I just didn't know what to do. Like I'd wandered around for a bit, and it was usually in that um, the top down role playing thing where I was like, right, am I in the right place? And like, am I supposed to? I was thinking, no, I was, yeah, I was just talking like about the gems, game. all the stuff with Magnificus and the gems and the, or what I think there were gems, mm-hmm. whatever they were, like the blue diamonds and stuff. I was like, what, like, what are we, what are we doing here? And it makes sense if you play it long enough, but I, I definitely Googled that at the beginning to be like, do I have to play those? I don't, I don't want to learn a whole new game and you have to learn it eventually. <laughs> so, um, other than that, just like definitions of things, I think is all I looked up. Did you? I'm sure there's, th- I could be playing it more efficiently if I did. No. Um, I, I finally looked up the, uh, the bell. Oh, okay. I was just so flummoxed by it. I was like, I'm in endless mode. I, I don't think I'm ever going to figure it out. And I keep not choosing this card because every once in a while it does a bunch of damage and sometimes it does none. Yeah. It's how close it is to the bell that you ring. In other words, on the left, it's four. Oh, okay. So I was right. Next one, three, next one, two. I mean, you were on the right track the, with the placement. Um, I think the best card I sent you today, Jay. It was my best run. Yes. And I mean, this I didn't even win because I just got a bad hand. But like my best combo or whatever was I had the Mantis God. So it was like the Trifurcation, three strikes, plus five power. Yep. It was five. And I had the emblem that's the the one that, not the one that the Mag... The Bifurcate? Yeah, Bifurcated. And also the one that it um, automatically comes out of your... When, when something dies, it automatically plays. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. When you play it, it, it doubles and you get another one in your hand. That's what it was. Got it. The it's only worth eternal one life anyway, one. so it's cheap. Yeah, yeah the eternal yeah. life one, exactly. And so it was worth 15? No, 20. I, th- I think it's 25. Yeah, it's 20 15 plus 10. Something insane. It's 25. I took a video of the, the teeth just like filling up at the end and it's just spilling onto the table. To be clear, you need five points to win. Yeah. And Ben was just rolling in and before his opponent would play a card, he would drop 25 points. Yeah. And win, and then get 20 teeth. Yeah. Uh, which is how this insane. game keeps score. It was amazing. But it doesn't matter if you have one OP card. If you don't get that card yeah. on your first hand, then you're screwed. Because that's the only thing I had. Yep. But it's fun to break this game. Just like a lot of the card games that like add up, and like if you can find the right multipliers and stuff, it's it can be crazy, which is always fun. <laughs> Man. So you go through this game, and you've got this, you know, 8 to 10 hours, or... 14 hours if you're me uh where you are playing this game how many because obviously i like i said i kept dying how many sort of foes baddies do you go through in this because basically i don't think i i may have gotten past the fisherman once who are we facing off against in this game it's four you you start uh with the prospector Prospect. And you get yes. to uh, the angler. Angler, angler second, that's right? the name, yeah. Then the trapper. Yeah. So trapper slash trader, I think is the name. I love that those two because they have one mask and you just flip it upside down. And like they're, the they're king two of town. People. Or not, not king of town. Exactly. Yeah. No, mayor of town. Yeah. The king, may, king, king of, of town is from Homestar. That's <laughs> true. Town. Yeah, it sounded familiar. <laughs> Wrong one. I meant the one from Nightmare Before Christmas, not no, the one from Homestar. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, let's tell you how this ends. So you you are trapped in a cabin. Uh, you're playing against some creepy guy, and he keeps changing masks. That's these like little mini bosses that Corey's describing. Uh, after you beat the third of them, which is the DM thing, and as soon as yes. I realized that he was just the same dude with the spirally eyes, <laughs> dressing up as the trapper or as the angler or as the prospector, and like 
He's like, oh, there's gold and the mule and all this stuff. Like, as soon as I was like, oh, it's just this guy that's just acting out this adventure. Just some dork. It's just Jason being the DM. Because <laughs> yeah. he, he was our DM yes. back in the day, maybe even before Mumph. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but, dude, it was way less scary and way more enjoyable when I realized it was just that guy, yes. like, dressing up. And when you get the the one that's, like, the cave and he, like, ducks down and you just see his eyes. Yes. And he's using, like, table props. Oh, I love that one. Or the campfire where he just, like, has the little action uh -huh. figures and you just see his eyes above the fence that he... You can yeah. literally see him put the props on the table, which is the right. best part. It's, like, very interactive and tactile. It's so good. Yeah, I think Keep this going. is what Sorry. you mean by it's cute. It's, <laughs> it's so cute. It's a horror game until you realize it's actually really cute. It is really. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one more thing that's about game design. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, when you're prototyping totally. a game, you basically just pretend to be a DM. And you sit there with other yeah. people and, and you say, okay, so you get lost in here for a while. And then you see the monster and, and this is what it feels like. You just walk them through it. And so you think that, okay, that is a good game. I think I've got a good run on that. Which I think my favorite part, and it's probably the the hardest thing after you've constructed like a fair game, a, a fun game for people as DM or as a developer. I think the hardest thing, especially for something that's this intricate and singular in like a, just a card game, right? It's not an open world that you're just like talking to people and doing whatever and fighting whoever, is the balance, right? And as a DM, you're like, is this going to be fun? Is it going to be too hard? I don't want this boss there, that this group's going to encounter to be like insane, but I also want it to take a few moves. I don't want it to just be like one hit and they're done. And I felt I felt like the balance of this game, like the the QC process or whatever it went through to go through this was just like, or I guess QA process, whatever it was. The testing of this game was like had to have been so thorough because I I rarely felt that this was just like out of balance, that I do you know, was too weak or way too strong. Or if I was, it was because I I'd learned something and done the right combos or whatever with the sigils and the totems to to get to being OP, right? Like I'd right. earned that OPness. Dang it. <laughs> oh, penis. <laughs> I wish that was intentional. You you said you said very smart things. And I had comments, but they got erased by oh, penis. Yeah, it's, it's all gone. gone. It's gone. So you, you, you play against these bosses. Okay, yeah. So, so you, and then and then after that, uh, and e with each one, you get a map. Right. And you have to you have to get yeah. across the terrain and it's got uh, randomized elements that Very boost your cards and, and yeah. do things. I, it's really fun. And you get to a boss, you beat the boss, you know, do that three times after the third one. Now you get a map that's like one square long and it's got four options and they're all just the really good options. No. Oh, that's the forever plane. Oh, that is. Yeah, I've left it. The first 10 the hours, first sorry. 10 hours, <laughs> you fly down you, into the map uh -huh. and you're in uh -huh. like first person shooter mode in, in the map. And you're like surrounded by the trees that earlier you were looking down upon like it was a map and you see the cabin and you're, and you're approaching the cabin that you also think you're locked in. But remember, you started this by moving diegetically from a plane above the map to into the map. Yeah. Which is now also your world through there. It gives you two like power up options and then you go into the cabin and that's when you face off against. Not I, my friend. You have to have a few things to get those power ups. Uh, <laughs> what was it? It's, it's randomized. So there's there's different like little tests you get. Did you get uh, it, it, no, similar like five to sigils um, or six? Yeah, five or sigils, five, oh, okay. you know, something like that. Uh, but they're, they're more, tests, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the, and the tests are more random, like or more uh, specific, right? To your death. And so, yeah. so yeah, I can't re recall what it is, but there were things that you I didn't have the first time. I, I didn't either. I didn't have either. Yeah. And so, so I didn't get any anything. And there's this, you know, uh, programmed in statement about like, oh wow, no boons. I didn't think you'd make it this easy. I kicked his ass. It felt oh, so good shit. after that. Um, so the first round he plays, and uh, each time before, he's had two candles up. And those are his two lives. And so in uh, this third time, he puts a third candle up. 
And so now he's got, he's a three stage boss. And so the first stage he's rotating between those previous bosses. Every time you died previously in the game, you would create a card and it would be combined from things in your deck. Right. And it was your death card and you would write your name on it. And then uh, Leshy would take a picture of you and it would show up like as a card. And of course you're trying to create the best card. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and as you're playing every once in a while, it would show up. And you get to combine different things like uh, the cost of this one, but the power of this one. So yeah. you can see how you can make some OP cards. And the sigil from this one. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, it, it fell into my hand once or twice, right? It, it came to me from the board that I got one of my previous death cards. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go far in this run. And so uh, first stage of now back to the final boss. First stage is uh, all the bosses before. Get through that. Second stage is all your little dudes that you made. All your death cards that are super overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> so the better decisions you made back then, the worse things are for you now. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so you get through that. And then the he's, the best. he starts looking up at the moon. Like he just he just stops. He leans back. And he's like, oh, that moon is so much light. It's annoying up there. And he grabs it and he rips it down. and He places it on the board and it just takes up his entire half. Uh, and it has 50 health and attacks what? Like five to everyone each turn or something. I think it's one to each every time. One to each every time. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, that's going to kill a lot of your dudes. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, you have to get down 40 or 50 or whatever health. Yeah. Yep. It's just a lot of health. Yeah. Uh, and then you get through that, and then there is a shift, and you get to a different game. Or no, no, it's not there. You have to beat him twice to get to the different game. Do you? What's the first time you beat him? What's he I doing? thought so. I thought you went back into it. No, you go back to mm, never mind. I might be confusing it. <laughs> I think you just beat him the first time. And that's when it goes to the live action thing. Yeah, where you see yes, uh, what's his name? Um, Luke Carter. Luke the car Lucky Card Carter. Wait, is that what his name is? The Lucky Carter. <laughs> the Lucky Carter. Yeah, yeah. But he has like a YouTube show, and he uncover anywhere like open he unboxing channel, right? Where he just like unboxes random like old card decks and RPGs, and this he discovers inscription at some like garage sale. And it's like a deck, and he's like, oh, this is cool. I can't remember the twist that happens at the beginning, but he's like, oh, someone's opened this deck. This is weird. And he yeah. like opens it and goes through it, uh, and it has... Uh, One of the cards has uh, um, uh, written on it a location. Geolocation. Uh, longitude yeah, yeah, yeah. and latitude. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's not that far from here. And it's actually in somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Did you look it up, Jay? Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, it's in the ocean. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Uh, and so I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they had to like make sure that it wasn't like yeah that no one's backyard. going to yeah, yeah drive up to some place and harass the people inside. Yeah, he goes into the forest where it is and he finds an old floppy disk and not a new floppy disk and <laughs> not uh, one of those boots it up and it's the game shiny ones. It's the game inscription, but it's that um, like pixelized top down JRPG version of inscription where you have to go around, you have to beat Leshy and Grimora and all the the four of them. Uh, in that top, like, Zelda style. Uh, but you're playing a card game at the same time. But it's all that very, like, 2D, pixelized version. One quick step back. Uh, the way yeah. these videos are presented to you is a camcorder menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which is kind of cool, right? Uh, kind of, and again, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, Ben, it sounds like maybe the way that you then did it was watch video one, and then video two, and then video three. That was not the way I did it. <laughs> okay. You're just like, ah, skip this crap. It's just a collection of videos. You're just like, ah, skip this crap. It's just a collection of videos. Right. So I, I just clicked on one of them and then and it was of some random guy trying to dig something up in the woods and it was like completely operating. I think I watched another one, but 
I mean, I did it wrong, oh, so right? So you just you didn't you didn't realize that this was like a narrative that was unfolding. Yeah. You were just like, oh, okay, it's giving me like this folder of things. Just click some shit and see what happens. Well, I, and I thought there's a narrative there, but they're giving me the clues, right? right? So then I yeah. watch another video, and it's again cryptic, but he's discovering something, and I just like paused partway through, and I was like, I'm just gonna start at the beginning. I think it says video one, video two, <laughs> video three, right. top yeah. left. To- I think they were just dates. Yeah, yeah, but it says but like there's order. an order on there somehow. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I just was curious. I just wanted to jump in. Like you told me, I can. I'm gonna do yeah. it. Yeah, it was a really good experience because it, cool. it was that feeling, right, of just jumping in, picking a random video. Why would I choose the first video in someone's random camcorder? They're not trying to tell me a story. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm gonna and find I, I the one that has story in it here. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And some of them are just static. Like, yeah. It's trying to do that a little bit. Yeah. And, and then I, I, you know, that immediately made me want to just naturally go back to the beginning and be like, how yeah. did we get here? Yeah. And so I got the story. It happened. It all worked. Uh, clearly, there's an easier way to do it, which is what <laughs> you and probably most people did. But my way felt really good. We don't need Chris Nolan because you are your own Chris Nolan. That's right. <laughs> Seriously. That's right. It's funny that you did this twice. You like basically this is the same thing you did with the clock. Like you tried to jump yeah. in and just like, I'm going to figure this. The clues are here now. Interesting. I'm going to do this now <laughs> yeah, instead yeah. of just like, oh, just trust oh. the process. Just do. No, this also. Yeah, this also matches uh, my gameplay style with uh, just like the cards themselves uh-huh. of I need. I just want to learn what they do. Mm. And so I'm going to take this. Uh, there's a sigil. I don't know. Let me get that card. Right. Let's play it and find out. Oh, I died. Oh, I died a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can figure out why. And it goes back to that game that I love Cinco Paus, which is a, a nice little roguelike. How do we not mention Cinco Paus till now? All the instructions are in Portuguese, and they're not helpful because evidently, once you finally figure out how you're playing it, everything's randomized anyway. Nice. And so, it's a game you completely figure out what these little icons mean just by doing the action, and then mm. it it tells you. And so, it's a lot of just running into walls over and over and over to test things and to learn. And I really liked that, and I, I love that about this game is just you know trying something new, trying something strange. An early thing that you can do that is a big cheat that helps you beat that first part, or maybe just like me if it's going slow, is you figure out you can modify the squirrels. So the squirrels oh, are basically yeah. the currency of this game. Like, they are the base, they are the most worth, worthless thing. Uh, and you always need them. They're, they're uh, the but, only card that's free. Not the only card, but they're the... Yeah, you have a deck of squirrels and a deck of your, your cards, basically. So. You can always grab a squirrel, yeah. they don't attack, they don't do any damage, and they've got one health. They are useful. They're, they're sacrifice, sacrifice them. Yeah. yeah. And then you figure out you know, six or seven hours in, you're like, what if I applied some of my weird stuff to a squirrel? Some of my modifiers. What if I made squirrels unkillable? <laughs> what if I made squirrels have be worth three sacrifices? What if I made squirrels? Yeah, and you just start thinking yeah. of new things. And suddenly the whole game gets broken. And like, I think that was my favorite part was Dude. that carried on like, what if I do this and then this and then this? Not planning it necessarily like five steps ahead, but like two being like, Oh, those could go together. Oh, and then those could go to, and then it would, right? It was that feeling. I don't think I understood what totems were until Casey's mod, until the the end. Interesting. Like yeah. I think I a couple times I definitely accidentally had a squirrel mod at one point. So I was like, oh my god, I, how, where are all these cards coming from? Every time I play a card, I'm getting <laughs> another card. This is crazy. But I never <laughs> attempted to do that. Yep. And I think I was like, I think I have a lot of deer, so I'll pick the antler one. But I for some I don't know how I played. Nine hours or whatever, and did not with no strategy that part of the on game. that. I was like, I just need to go to the fire and get more power. <laughs> go to the yep. fire, and get more. Like that was my only strategy. You, it, it's so interesting because I think I'm still like in the same spot where I started mm. in terms of like learning things about this game. A very similar attitude, and you got through these phases where you're just like, 
This is the worst game ever. Like, this is the toughest game ever. Okay, I've got it. Okay, I can manage it. I'm just going to get this thing done. I don't know the rules, but I know enough of them <laughs> to finish. force right? my way through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can kind of get it. Well, because I understood, yeah, like 80% of the game. And I was like, I don't need those 20%. I just, I, I got my 80% and I'm good at it. How many hours have you put in? Do you know? 35. I'm at 33. So you put, you've passed me. Yeah. And it sounds like you've gotten a lot farther. I don't think in three hours I'm going to be where you're at in terms of the post-game stuff. Probably not. Um, it's been, I've, yeah, I've been working. So hard. you got, you also got really, really good at this. <laughs> I feel like other than the bell thing, apparently, I feel like I have a good grasp of the game. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm much better. Uh, or at least in terms of planning ahead. It's more like I wrote on my hand, plan ahead. And I go, oh, right, that again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but like, I'm still having the most amount of fun of just like learning new things yeah, as dude. they come at me. It's so good. Okay, so now we have beat our our uh, guy, Leshy. We have oh, now right. uh, entered into the world of Lucky Luke or whatever his name is. Played a JRPG. And played our JRPG, now what? Oh, man. Now, one of the characters from the JRPG, Poe, who is a computer, becomes your new Leshy. Oh, okay. And now, instead of a cabin, you're in uh, like a laboratory, factory, robot place. And there's so much cute stuff that you would love to. Has Q beaten it? He's cute. Um, what? I'm not sure if he's gotten a chance to beat it yet. I'll have to. I'll have to ask him. This is the the phase I think you want to watch. Yeah, I can um, sit and watch like, him do. Yeah, it's got so many cute little jokes. Uh, <laughs> one of the yeah. the final bosses there is. Um, do you remember her name? It's not Glados, but it, it might as well be. <laughs> not Grimora? Uh The the internet one. The one who's like, I'm so excited about oh, the internet. We're going right. to connect to it now. Connect everything. Yeah. We're gonna put you on the information superhighway. <laughs> connecting. Connecting, which I understand why this game would be way more fun on a PC than it yeah. was because there's times when it goes into your files and stuff. There was right. a really cool moment. Oh, I sent the oh, screenshot. Oh. I gotta tell you mine. Mm. Yes, okay. sorry. There was a really cool shot where during the the post sequence, I believe, where you're playing against the different robots that people have made. It's like, and oh, it's that version when it when the she connects to the web. It's just like, look what I found on the web, and it was your two cards. It was a card named. What is it? Not okay. Corey here. Here lies Corey. Here lies Corey, and another one named Doctor Helm Street. This is fascinating because I didn't know how, I because I hadn't gotten here. I thought that like you had made cards of us or something. Oh yeah. But yeah, this yeah. is fascinating because on Joag this week we actually I brought up this game, but I didn't know it does this mm. um, because we were talking um, about uh, another older game that like went into your like save thing in your like Nintendo or your Sega or whatever. And it knew yeah. what else you were playing and things like that. Oh yeah. And we were like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Oh, oh that yeah. was it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we were like, you would, you would never like have that today, but what are other innovative things people are doing? And I was like, well, I know that this game inscription does some really innovative things. Um, if not that, because of course that's gotta be a privacy issue. It yeah. is fascinating to find out it does in fact do that, that it does go into your stuff and your pull things. That's, wild to me and I can't wait to tell uh, Mark and Chris our guest about that because that is that's wild and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a dialogue point there where she says I'm going to connect you to the world wide web is it okay if we do that so you can see your friends online like she yeah, says yeah. what she's doing yeah she tells yeah. you but she but does it diegetically <laughs> right and, well, it, and they give they have to give you a warning if they're connecting you to right. those internet friends 
Yeah. And they did. They did, yeah. But I didn't know loud. it was a warning because it was just the stupid computer in the game, you know? Yeah, you think it's going to pull some, like, random characters or something, and instead... That's <laughs> wild. That's bananas that it pulled our names. Uh, yeah. Here's what's blew my fun... Mind. Yeah. Here's what's fun about playing it on a PC. <laughs> At one point, you can make a sacrifice, and now you're in the computer world. And, of course, this whole game's about sacrifice. And what you sacrifice is a file. Oh, that's right. And she says, I want you to go into your files and make a sacrifice. The older it is, the better. Oh, interesting. At first they say the larger, and you, you can choose just like a big file. Sure. Right? And, uh, but then you get to the, the older it is, the better. And that was such a good challenge. Yeah. So I go through my folders, and I find Syndicate from 1995. Oh, so you did play on PC. Yeah. And that's when the file was created. Wow. And it's my favorite game of all time. Oh. And it says, you know, click on the thing. I click send synd.exe, the file that I typed for almost 30 years. Right. And it says, wow, that's a really old one. I can't believe you have this. Uh, yeah. And, and it, it gives you whatever it is you sacrificed for it. And then it puts it out there as a card and says, by the way, if this card dies... I'm going to delete that file. <laughs> don't think that I'm joking. It's not a joke. Oh my if you God. don't want that to happen, you shouldn't have played this game. I'm going to delete that actual file on your actual computer. <laughs> That's and that hand too? was tense. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did it make it? Yeah. Okay. Terrifying. Still got Syndicate. Sweet. Oh, man, it felt good. Do you think it actually would have done it? No. It said, uh, I, I think even afterwards it said... By the way, I would have done that. <laughs> like, I think it was even like said something that made me go like, Jesus. "You're joking right now." Like, you would also would you have? Couldn't really. Uh, wow. So we played uh, Doki Doki Panic years ago, and that was a game that had you delete files off your computer uh -huh. uh, to win the game. Wow, wild, wild stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have gotten to the point. So, so you, you fight the robot. The robot keeps putting on faces, too. And uh, one of them is the cool web thing that we were just talking about. If you finish off Poe, uh, you find out that Poe is trying to cause the great transcendence in which she, an actual rogue AI, will move herself out onto the internet and yes. into a game called Inscription that has been uploaded to Steam so that it can get on everybody's <laughs> computers, which you just did. And so... Uh, there are other things in there that are trying to stop her, and you end the game with this cool little fun duel thing where the gameplay slightly changes, but it kind of respects the the rules you've learned before. And, oh, yeah, and then you get uh, one last video. Ooh. And we're spoiling everything, right? We can just do it. Yeah, 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 we're getting oh, rid yeah. of yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who's, it's, like, it's listening to this whole thing, and then they're like, whoa, I draw the line at the I draw the line at this. Video. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 a biggie. Uh, Luke, the Lucky Carter, uh, has finished playing, and is, is having a similar reaction of, like, wow, that was a lot. And he, uh, this one, by the way, we didn't find on a camcorder. It just starts playing. Okay. And there's a knock on his door, and it's that, that person who came by earlier, that woman who came by earlier to uh, threaten him from the company. And so there's a knock on the door, and he's like, listen, I told you, leave me alone. He opens the door and gets shot in the face. Oh. Falls on the ground, and blood rolls up to the camera. Huh. Yeah, that was a real dark turn. Yeah. I guess that's the part my kids didn't watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I hope so. It's a little less cute. And very sudden. It was that intense violence, that intense unexpected violence. Yeah. It's like uh, uh, Brad Pitt in the closet in Burn After mm -hmm. Reading. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, just didn't see that coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Brad Pitt. 
He's Brad Pitt. He would never get shot. They would never just unceremoniously shoot him in the face. And then after you get shot in the head, it goes back to the main menu and you can do, what did you, what did you call it? Eternal mode? Uh, Casey's mod. Endless mode. Endless mode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, it's Casey's mod, which is a character in the game, kind of. There was a character mm-hmm. who got, who died at the Game Funa factory? I don't know. Game Funa is the, comp- the developer that made inscription okay i don't know if under a, mysterious circumstances she died and so you end up like calling her mom who tells you about i, I don't know how the whole thing worked it was a long time ago uh <laughs> but casey's mod is unlocked now and that's the um the mode where you can just go in and play inscription against Lushy forever and ever and ever but there's more and more challenges and there's hard things you can do and you can unlock starter decks and stuff like that so it kind of opens up a new realm of that card playing game so and then okay. you also get a little bit more of the story every time you unlock one of those challenges. Beat the game with a new challenge. You get like a couple paragraphs of Casey's like diary issues. Like, oh, Lechi has he turned 3D and he's like saying words that I've never told him. And it's like all about this haunted game, which is kind of nice. cool. So. You really get a lot of bang for your 30 bucks with this game. I mean, you're getting yeah, multiple games seriously. out of it, basically. <laughs> that you can then play again and get a different set of circumstances with. Yeah, yeah. I'm over here busy writing Weird Al style parody lyrics to Jesse's mom, uh, with Casey's mod. It was, oh, it's got it. It was it inevitable, has it wasn't going it? Going on for yeah. sure. Yeah. Wait, I you know just it did may sound odd, but I'm in Wait. love with Casey's. Mod. Oh, I thought you said Casey's mod. It's got yeah, it's not. It's Jesse's on. girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whose mom is it? Stacy's. Stacy's. That sounds. That's even better. <laughs> it is. It makes way more sense. <laughs> even closer to Casey. I nailed it. Sometimes, as Helms, we skip a step. But I was very confused. I stand by it. <laughs> but when we skip a step, you know who gets skipped? Everyone else is not a Helms. That's right. Because yeah. we were. We didn't. We're you like, were yeah, completely in sync on that, and I was floundering. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You see, you see that when there was one set of footsteps, <laughs> footsteps, <laughs> one set of footsteps. No, I got you. Keep going. That, that's when I bailed. <laughs> yeah, it got hard out there. Did you All notice right. that? That was those were the tough times. You think I want to see that? <laughs> A lot of crying. What's the drink? What's the song? This game's pretty fun. You with frustration. When I was all done, I just had to question. What's the beer? What's the song? My drink. <laughs> okay, I guess you'll go first. Just trying to, what is the word? I was trying expedite. I was like expedite, yeah. expify. Yeah. These all sound like things Expedia. from Harry Potter. Expedia. That's Activia, isn't Dot it? Com. Fuck me. <laughs> dot com. There we are. Okay, my drink. <laughs> it's dot net. <laughs> oh, wow. It's dot com. Um, my drink is just a, a nice glass of wine laced with Iocane powder from The Princess Bride because this game made me want to die. Wow. <laughs> that is my drink. Because it literally was. Inconceivable. My uh, my drink <laughs> was a uh, was a Gashley crumb tonic. Why? Why not just I, like? Now you're just putting words together, like making up sounds. A Gashley rum and tonic. Well, Gashley crumb tonic. Uh, sure. This is uh, found in a uh, recipe book from the 19th century, and it's a it has various ingredients, but 
in the process of making it, you end up distributing the recipe. And so it's this self-replicating 19th century thing that I just made up because it would feel like it, it kind of just matches it, right? Like a, a cocktail okay. that, that, that makes others make it like as you're going and then it, it just takes over the world. Nice. I want to know more about this. I'm confused. Should I be this confused? It's not real, Ben. It's not real. Oh, no, it's not real. I this is, oh, okay. I thought this was like every time someone makes it's it, they adult. add something to the recipe and they send it to their friend like a right. like a sourdough. No, starter. it would it would be like uh, add two dashes of this, shake, uh, write down the recipe, put the recipe in someone's pocket. Right? It would be something more like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah where yeah. in the recipe you distribute the recipe. And Chuck Grassley ran on this, or he made That's right. it. Right. Gashley Crumb Tinies, of course, is a book by Edward Gorey. Uh, which just had the right vibe for this. Yeah. So I, just, I was going to guess, I was like, this sounds like a Dickens character or something. I feel like that's kind of on the right track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you guys seen this book? It's no, just an ABC one, book think. of children dying. Oh, maybe I have seen that. I think I just didn't know what it was called. And it's for Neville who died of ennui. Oh, I've, I think it's one yes. of my favorite lines. I, was, I have, I've definitely seen at least that page from it. That's yeah. amazing. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Uh, all right, Benjamin. I went with the thing I'm drinking right now, which is the thing I'm always drinking because I make sure I drink at least 120 ounces of this every day. Is it water? Bourbon. Great value <laughs> peach tea flavored drink enhancer from Walmart, the worst corporation in the world. But it's the only place that has this. Yeah, everything about that sentence was horrifying to me. Eh, it's not the worst. <laughs> Amazon's way worse. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> and it's delicious, and I drink it all the time, and I can't get enough of it, and it's probably slowly killing me. Nice. I think all of those evenly apply to inscription. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Incredible. my song is Hunter's Moon by Ghost, <gasps> which is, as soon as I was thinking of songs, heard this and was like, well, that's just the perfect riff and chorus for this game. It's a hunter's moon. Yeah, that works all out really well, animals, actually. All the forest animals yeah, having to kill them all the time, and it's just, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty great. And it's just kick-ass, so. Yes. Yeah. Jay, what's your I song? approve of this no. deeply. And Corey likes it. Again, it's two months in a row that Corey loves the song more than I do. It's <laughs> so, a good point. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to have trouble pronouncing uh, the title of this song, uh, just because I hate the way they pronounce it. But this is uh, from the Mars Volta off of Francis the Mute, Elvia Elviaquez. That's pretty good. Uh, I don't know if I've ever said L apostrophe V I A. That's awesome. Uh, and if you you thought maybe that's Livia or something like that, Livia, uh, he sings it real loud. Elvia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it, it's weird. Um, it's but, weird. Elvia. Um, when I thought songs yeah. like literally that one just jumped into my head. Mm. Uh, that it, just the mood of it, and we'll play a few bars so you can catch it. Totally. What a kick-ass guitar riff. That's so good. Uh, but the lyrics I chose, there's, you can kind of choose anywhere. It's kind of nonsense lyrics. Um, and I'll, g I'll give you a quick background. It's yeah. a uh, concept album that this did not happen. Let me make it very clear. But supposedly, 
they discovered a, a dead homeless person who had composed uh, this entire journal and then read the journal and then all of the songs were inspired by this nice. and and it's it's his entire story and understanding it. it's that's a pretend thing that didn't happen right. but anyway pretend thing uh, that we shan't talk about any longer <laughs> that we shan't talk about uh, but it is the connecting threads supposedly of this this album yes this is the album that's five tracks long the five first tracks. track is 13 minutes long the second one is LVI's oh, yeah. 12 just a quick hitter long. And but there's like a there was like the um, the live one of five version that's like three and a half minutes long. It's like yeah. the pop version. The third song is thirty minutes long. The fourth song is five minutes long. Right, just a banger. By the way, and the speed of live one of five. It's just like, yeah. I got a copy of this that I I somehow used a cassette tape I believe to get this. Live one of five played the album in its entirety before it released. Wow. They play the entire Back album the on live one of five at like midnight or something like that. And it's not the same amount of time as the actual album when it comes out. Oh, it turns yeah. out it was like it was like eight minutes longer. And the best part about this album is you can't tell where they put it in. Yeah. Because <laughs> the whole thing is so amorphous. Oh, You're like, well, I think this track is longer. Oh, and it's it's cut into like seven tracks instead of five or something like that. Like yeah. they just chose different pl- places to cut it. It's all one big prog rock thing. Like Ugh. it's just split different ways. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. So okay. yeah, where? Oh yeah, um, I was gonna read a couple lyrics from it, yeah. um, just just to give you the vibe, in case you couldn't catch those right away. In her eraser, sang the guilty, and, and just think about how this affects the inscription a lot. Remember, Casey's the designer. That's her eraser that sang the guilty, uh, as it made the best mistakes. Shark kites got tangled in the moleskin. Urgent plea of escape. A mouth to mouth on the chalkboard, written in fingernail distaste. And with everybody that I find and with every claymore that they mine, I won't forget who I'm looking for. Oh, that's good. Completely meaningless. Again, yeah. th- this, there is no real story there. They're just pretending. Meaningless words. But uh, chilling. Wow. Is it based on his life then? I think so. I think so. Based, based on his inability to pronounce basic words in Spanish. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is interesting because I feel like the song that I picked is like spiritually connected to that. Oh right gosh, but say it's not the next track. On, it's, on it is mute. actually. It's spiritually connected because it's, it's the next one. Yeah, that would be wild. But can you imagine <laughs> me listening to a prog rock album? <laughs> Come on. No. <laughs> like, no. 30 minute songs. Uh, fuck you. You're, you're mad you had to hear somebody talk about a prog yeah, rock right. album. I was angry at the thought of this existing yeah. so now granted talking about a prog rock album probably is much worse <laughs> than a prog be. rock album yeah like listen it's it's bad enough that my husband loves the war on drugs i that's no jamming for me um yeah. but the song that i picked also interestingly enough i can't pronounce the artist but the song is secure the galactic perimeter as sung by michael fassbender in the movie frank uh, and, wow. um, I deeply He's love this ripped. movie. Uh, it's, what'd you say? He's ripped. Michael Fassbender? Yeah, I'm just looking at the music video. Oh, I didn't even know there was, uh, oh, it's just from the movie, I imagine, yeah. Is that Scoot? Performing. Yeah, Scoot McNary! Oh, god damn it, I love the most, Scoot. His character in Frank, you should watch this, but his character in Frank is sexually attracted to mannequins, and he sings this. Who isn't? Who is? Oh. Yeah, it's a valid point. You the mean perfect oh, form. you mean only? Uh, oh, <laughs> exclusively. My bad. All right, well. uh, yeah, oh, that's but weird. He sings this song, and this sorry to like distract, but 
the song, if you don't have context, is like the most beautiful thing, like uh, where he's talking about like it's like all the stuff about the evening glow and like all this stuff. And then he's like, you know, be still is the <laughs> like, oh, no. so it's like, but oh, be no. still. And then when you think about it, you're like, oh, God, he's singing about fucking mannequins. Yeah. Um, and it's wonderful. Scoot McNary is like my favorite. I watched a the terrible best. movie the other day for him. But anyways, Do you hate Halt and Catch Fire, though. I haven't watched it. I just, oh, you know, okay. I don't watch TV, so <laughs> that's is. why. <laughs> there it is. I knew there was something about the thing that I love that you wouldn't like, and it's the fact that it exists in that medium. Yeah, it's the medium is yeah, the problem. Uh, I love the idea of it. I just, I can't. I sound like every person that's ever it. broken up with me. I love the <laughs> idea of Ben. It's just the medium through which it exists. <laughs> Then, from what I recall, she's three of them. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I'm not man enough? No, no, no. You're not mannequin enough for me. Oh, yeah. I've heard that before. Anyways, this is quite a circuitous route to explain this. Um, so, secure the galactic It's from a movie and a soundtrack that I love, much like this is from a studio I love, Devolver, I am a devotee of. Um, But I just can't wrap my head around it, and it makes my brain hurt. It's like a super chaotic song with like layers of like him speaking and singing and music that is not all going at the exact same rhythm. So like you just can't like get a clear sense of what is happening in it. And that is, that represents this game for me. Yeah. What's the idea behind Frank? Because I think all I know is like the head. The head, right. So there was... And I, I apparently love everyone in it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great cast. Um, there was a performing artist in England, um, and I can't think of what his real name is, but he wore that oh, okay. paper mache head around. And this isn't like, it's not a biopic, but it's kind of like a inspired by him story about this guy. He's basically like deeply depressed, but a very interesting artist. And people mm-hmm. then are sort of drawn to him and, you know, want to be sort of in his orbit. But of course, that's yeah. also a very destructive orbit as well. Um, it's really, really good. <laughs> when I saw it, I like immediately watched it again, like the next day and then wow. like bought it. And it's just sad, but very good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what else have we been playing? I've been playing Stray. I nice. played it for like two hours and then stopped to play Cult of the Lamb and then Inscription and my everything else stopped existing. So someday <laughs> I'll go back and finish Stray. It's really cute uh, and fun. Uh, same with Horizon Forbidden West. I bought it like it came out in like February, right? <laughs> I bought it. I bought it before it came out. <laughs> wow. Have not touched it. Okay. So someday I'll play that. Um, but I think I picked it up and played it for like 15 minutes last month because Talia's like, can you play the, uh, oh, what's the main character's name? Uh, Aloy. Yeah, she's like, can you play the Aloy song? Or the Aloy game? I'm like, cute. Aloy? Aloy. 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 Sure. It's the same. Uh, and just inscription, more and more. Oh, and I did play, we didn't come back to this, uh, I played Slay the Spire today because Jason's like, you're loving these card games, but you haven't played other card games. Mm. What if there's another one that's better than this? And I I played Slay the Spire for like forty five minutes today. Yeah, 
It's fine. It reminds me of actually <laughs> it's very similarly. It's hard when similarly. you start up here, like at the top, I know. you know, and you and love something, and then you're like, let me try a predecessor, and you're like, I know, okay. right? Jason, you said it really well when you're like, the card game in Inscription has no business being as good as it is, and as like well thought out and in depth, because if it wasn't as good, if it was solitaire or whatever, I guess it couldn't be solitaire. What if it was like, if it was Go Fish, the game would still be pretty dang amazing. But the fact mm-hmm. that this like really well thought out card game exists within it as like the premise for it is just makes it on another level. Um, but slightly, it reminds me of going from Street Fighter. I was a Street Fighter kid, a Nintendo kid, and then going to friends' houses and playing Mortal Kombat. I was like, oh, this is and then on Sega kids. It's like, <laughs> I get it. Like this isn't as intricate, but it's bloodier. Like I don't. It's not as it's not as fun, and you're stupid for liking it. Yeah, and so. <laughs> <laughs> in conclusion <laughs> so yes. I'd go back and play Street Fighter because it was the better game objectively uh, So, or like it was probably like going from one of those to Killer Instinct where it was like oh I see what they're doing here they're doing the thing that my game does all the time right. I'll just keep playing my game because I like it more and I understand it already <laughs> Yeah. Yes. so that's what it was with Slay the Spire I was like I could learn a new game but also I couldn't possibly love a game more than the one I'm currently playing so right yeah, I, I played a bunch of Slay the Spire also just to check it out and to find oh, out nice. what it was like. I, I think it's really competent, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's really good at what it does. But the extent to which Inscription has innovated off of that does make it like I would rather play Inscription. Uh, and I put like four or five hours into Slay the Spire. Like, oh, okay. It's really good. Yeah. But this, <laughs> I think this is better. I want to go back to it. I want to play Monster Train because that's also on Game Pass and I've heard good things. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to jump back into du- Darkest Dungeon. I played a little bit of Dicey Dungeon, which is very similar, except you use dice um, and cards together. It, it's a lot simpler than it sounds. Uh, <laughs> it's much, much simpler than Inscription. And I, I don't know that I'm going to go back to it. It was kind mm. of fun. It was okay. Like, it, it seemed good. But I completely beat it three times in a row. <laughs> and it's roguelike. Well. <laughs> like, and, and they're going to ramp the difficulty up. You said in six hours you, you beat this three times in a row? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, no, no, this is a different game. Oh, We're talking okay. about Dicey Dungeon. This is, oh, no, this okay, is like gotcha. in an hour and a half. Oh, okay. I, I got past like the, the main boss of a thing and I was like, okay, you're safe now. No more roguelike. It's like, oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> I never felt in any peril. And it was, it was almost like, is this a, a three hour tutorial? Like, or, am I, am I going to, or, right. or at what point will it ramp up? Right. Um, and it's very rare that I've, I've turned off a game because it was like too easy. Mm. But these kinds of games, if, if you totally get it on the first one. And then you just keep going and you're like, the fun of these games is sit pushing back and saying, no, learn something new. And it's like, I don't have to. I can just beat everything. But the reason I've been playing all these games is also for my birthday slash Christmas, Megan, uh, Ben, uh, me, we all helped out and got me a Steam Deck. Right. Um, Yes. And it's like a Switch, but slightly bigger and it plays everything. Yeah. Everything. So I've been playing every game. But not for longer than five minutes each is mostly what I've been doing. <laughs> Do I have over 100 PS2 games on there that are being emulated? Yeah, I missed that whole generation. Oh, I wasn't wow. involved. So I, I wanted to find out. Yeah. And so, yes, I can play all of them. Have I spent hours updating my emulators, getting my shaders right, making sure everything loads and looks pretty? Yes. Have I spent any time playing any of these PS2 games? Absolutely not. <laughs> it is just a box to tinker and set things up and to try and figure out how can I get this ga- game I bought on GOG to play on my Steam Deck? And oh, and could I cloud save? Oh, what else could I do? Never play any games. It's a science project is what you've got here. Just tinker, 
tinker, tinker. Yeah, seriously. And every once in a while, I give up and be like, okay, I'm just going to play it. Now I can play anything. What will I play? Inscription. I'll play it again. <laughs> It's like, you know, yeah. scrolling through Netflix for three hours and then just like watching the like Parks and Rec instead. Community. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or or Vampire Survivor. That's the other great Steam Deck game. Oh, you told okay. me about this, I think. <laughs> yes. Ben, actually, maybe both of you <laughs> on the podcast. This may be the game for you. <laughs> the greatest part is you can play it in your browser. You Did you mention this on the podcast? I was going to say, I think uh-huh. we've talked about yes. this okay, before. Good. Yeah. Right. I, I actually remember something. Nice. <laughs> I do recall. Uh, yeah, it's it's real good, Ben. Go play it. Yeah, yeah. Take half an hour and just be like, I'm going to play it for cool. a little bit. All right. Right? Um, so is that time that I would have been playing Inscription, though? Or can that be time You'll... that I would have been spending with like my family? <laughs> I think this might be more addictive than Inscription. Oh, shoot. Uh. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them about these things. And I'm a dealer because I loaded it up in class and I talk about it on the podcast. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, so you it, make money every time I play it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The, uh, the nice. Steam Deck You're in has his that nice graphics engine, that nice, uh, I don't know, bunch of RAM. That's a computer term. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, it just can rip through Cyberpunk 2077 and show it with you know ray tracing and everything. Or it could play a game that looks like it was made in Flash. And that's what I'm doing with it. That's what I choose to do because those are my choices. And and that's what's important at the end of the day. Thank you. It's your prerogative. Does it have 60 FPS? It better, right? Uh, Vampire Survivors or the or Steam Deck? Steam Deck. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, Dude, it doesn't just have 60 FPS. You can bring up a hot menu and add a limiter to it. So if the game is getting choppy, you can drop it to 30 on the fly. That's cool. All right, Corgan. I. Have just been playing Cult of the Lamb, obviously, to try to get that. And uh, little by little, I mean, I've been so invested in this, just like everybody's been so invested in inscription, uh, that bit by bit, I'm obviously playing Monkey Island. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I did play but, the first yeah. eight hours of that, five hours of that, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, from where we've been talking about it, we're, we're all kind of in similar places in it. Uh, but I'm yeah, on, so. I'm on the boat. That, those are... Yeah, I'm on a boat. Exactly. Um, So, yeah, playing Monkey Island slowly but surely. Going to dedicate more time to that, but it's just really hard to stop trying to get those trophies on Cult of the Lamb. It's hard to stop playing Inscription. Well, this is literally the game we've been waiting for and hoping for since Mumph started. (laughs) Since 15 years before Mumph started. (laughs) Y'all, I've got worse news, which is I texted Ben and Corey last night. It was like, so remember how we talked about playing Soma as a Halloween game? Um, so I played it for five minutes and I had to turn it off because I think it might be my favorite game ever. That's and right. I just don't think I'm ready. Yeah. I, I, it was too late at night to start Who has the that. time for another favorite game? Ugh. It was like so, 1030. I was like, I can't do that. Uh, dude, we'll, and there was a Star Wars yeah, card game we were going to play. We failed on all of it. That's we didn't right. do any of it. That's right. Um, you know was it a Star Wars that's card a, game we're supposed to play, Jason? Uh, role-playing game. Role-playing. Uh, tabletop role-playing game. Listen, this is like the worst time of year. Like between September and January 1st, you should not make elaborate plans. I firmly believe that. Two things, easy peasy, and they're both related to each other. One, welcome to Wrexham. Or oh, yes. In Welsh, Criso yes. Wrexham. Oh, beautiful. Uh, wow. And uh, everyone needs to watch that 
show. I started watching that the other day, ended up watching five episodes in one night. Right. And it's just it's not like anything else out there. They have no rule book for this show. Um, it's you know, you kind of go into it thinking like, oh, this is going to be some sort of like Ted Lasso ish thing. These yeah. Americans, you know, uh, buying a Welsh football team. Uh, and it's so much more than that. It's heartbreaking a lot of the times. It's funny. It's uh, such a great look at the culture. Uh, you know, yeah. they have like there's one entire episode where they just break from everything and teach you about whales. Oh, <laughs> and good. Like it's so just unique. And you see the sort of love that they're putting into this and how, you know, they come at buying this football team with this kind of idea of like this is important to this community and we want to we want to help we want to be you know something that that makes life better for these people and by the end of it they're so deeply entwined in that community that everything is so high stakes because they do not want to let these people down and so yeah it's i mean one of the things that got me out the gate was like two episodes into it you know, if this were like a feel good kind of thing, they would try to like present themselves as good guys the whole time and everything. And two episodes in, they like fire half the team. And it's just like, that's what happens. Yeah. You know, like things weren't working. They fire the and, coach. They fire a yeah. bunch of players. Like it is what it is. And that's an ugly After thing. After you learn about them and their families and their right. kids and they're struggling yes, to get along. Exactly. Just, oh you know, and you know, that's just that's what the reality of it is. So it's such a good show. It's on Hulu. Welcome to Wrexham. Big recommend. And as a result of watching that, because I never got into It's Always Sunny. It's hard to like, I understand that it gets good or whatever. But if you start at the beginning of It's Always oh. Sunny. First episode they shot like, with like twenty dollars and their friends like well and they're like super racist and stuff like that yeah. and it's like yikes like they clearly grew up a lot <laughs> and it's not satire if it's just being offensive right yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like it's a little, the early ones are pretty rough to watch yeah. so I've never gotten into it so I once saw Rob McElhaney in real life but I was never into him. And then after watching this, I was like, I just love him. And so I started watching Mythic Quest on Apple yes. TV. It's like a it's one of those shows where it's like, oh, it's fine and fun. And I put it on in the background and stuff like yeah. that. And then episode five of yes. season one oh hits. God. No spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything about this because you have it's to just so be good. hit by yes. this show. I spent the rest of the day like just thinking about it mm -hmm. intermittently crying oh my <laughs> like, God. what's just, the game the deep darkness or something uh isn't it like dungeon quest or something like that i don't know i thought it's, it was something more like vague than that yeah like oh you mean death, in that episode yeah it's yes, like death, yeah. death dark or something like that or death it's just dark like, yeah, yeah, yeah something like that something yeah very metal or whatever yeah yeah um and that episode came out of nowhere and i was like holy shit this show's brilliant <laughs> like, yeah. that you can just take this episode and do something again like with Welcome to Wrexham like this there's no plan they're not following any rules they're going to do what they want with this fucking show uh and it from there I was like sold this is a great this is a great show so those are my two recs dark quiet death dark quiet death that was what it was what did I say? Yes. dark dark death dark or, death or, or, dark you just death. missed the quiet close yeah okay yeah. cool Dark Quiet so, Death. Yeah. Oh, man. Welcome to Rexham, yeah. Hulu, Mythic Quest, Apple. So Okay. Those are TV shows, Corey. <laughs> and they What's only happening? last 23 minutes. That's my limit. So as soon as it gets to like 28, 32 minutes, you're just like, You're, you're really pushing this. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. But 
But movies can be 90. Yeah, uh, yeah, an hour and 27 is is the best length for a movie. So couldn't you watch sure, two episodes sure. of a show and that would be uh, an hour 20? That would be the best. As long as the show isn't an hour long in and of itself. No, they're, they're 45 minutes long. Oh, yeah, no. Pass. They're each about 43. That puts you at 96. No, I just can't. Slightly focus. shorter than the movie. Can't focus on it. Because there's like a, it's like the full arc. You just did thing. for the movie, though. It happened. Yeah, but like with TV, I just can't pay attention that long. It just doesn't work. Because then I have to watch another one to keep the arc going. Like a movie, I have 90 minutes. If I watch TV, I have to watch more than one 45-minute thing. Fuck that. Not going to happen. Megan is the exact opposite. She will watch a television show for six (laughs) hours in a row. Right. But if we want to watch a movie, she's like, oh, I just don't know that I can... I just can't put in the time commitment. Right. Every, like, that's the thing. I, mean, I think a lot of people, it's one way or the other, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, just... We just, we're going to watch four and a half hours of HGTV. Like, I can't. <laughs> no, we got to do something. I got to get a story. Oh, my God. No, we don't do that. I, I, oh, I tr- chose the worst thing on purpose. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, guys. I will do the that worst Food thing. Network. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, but that's not watching. It's just on. Yeah, it's yeah. just on. What are other recommendations here? Let's get. I recommend that you buy a Steam Deck. Ooh, um, okay. Man, having a lot of fun. Uh, it's <laughs> pretty great. Uh, she Hulk. She Hulk is one of the best things uh, I saw this yes. year. The finale, amazing. She Hulk is good. Yeah. Again, no rules. Again, just do what yeah. They speaking want. of meta stuff, breaking the rules, it's just so good. The Kevin stuff at the end was mind blowing. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Every episode of that show is an absolute delight. You know, are you not into it, Jay? I, I haven't seen it. I know you haven't seen it yet, but you don't want to see it? Easy binge. Oh, yeah. No, I, I okay. definitely want to. <laughs> I feel like you say that about every show. I'm like, you're like yeah, yeah. Andor, <laughs> that sounds cool. What's stopping you? I, I yeah. Lo- uh, yeah, Andor is on the list above that. All right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, like tonight, this. Uh, <laughs> right. I, we're in college football season. Mm. Uh, and so that's taken up a lot of free evenings. Isn't that one day a week? It's th- four this week. Holy shit. It's a lifestyle. I'm sorry I asked. Okay, let's go to the next thing. We just lost all of our listeners. Um, Corey. So buy a Steam Deck. Yeah, what? Buy a Steam Deck. Uh, I think she buy also, Steam Deck. That's my recommendation. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I finished the uh, cyberpunk anime. It was really good. Um, speaking of TV shows, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, do, I do get through some. Uh, yeah. Right? But even exactly. that. Exactly. You got to pick and choose, man. It's like 10 episodes and it took me like two weeks Dude, and they're yeah. half hour each. But, you, you know, you find the time when you can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I was very pleasantly surprised with it. It was a self-contained, nice. totally finite story that had an arc, and it was done. Oh, sweet. Um, and it was good. Beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Um, get out of here, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. So the plan is Soma, is what it's called. I don't know why that name, like, it always sounds wrong when I say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soma. Soma is what we're playing. We'll do a side quest for that in mid-November. And then our, the first week of December game will be Return to Monkey Island with all three of us back. Uh, and then hopefully in the next month or two after that, we'll have a little side quest with David Fox chatting with him about that, who is the lead programmer for the game and worked on mm-hmm. has worked on all the Monkey Islands, all the old um, uh, LucasArts games. And we've had him on the pod before, so feel free to go listen to those. I think we had him on to talk, I think just to talk about everything, but to specifically talk about Thimbleweed Park, uh, which was, I think, four and a half years yeah. ago now, three and a half years ago. Anyway. A long time ago. So I think that's all we have. Thank you again to all of our listeners for making it this far. Uh, sorry, I feel like we spoiled a lot of things this week. So sorry for that uh, <laughs> if you haven't gotten to them yet. But and thank you so much to David Botluck, of course, our podcast producer. Couldn't do it without you, man. Uh, we need to have David on maybe in January, February, too. Uh, to, he has a couple games lined up for us. So we'll have David on soon. Uh, and yeah, thanks again for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email us at mulfpod at gmail.com. That's M O L M M. 
pod at gmail.com. As always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. Emph. And I am a mighty card pirate. <laughs> Stop shaking. The only thing you have to fear is your own inadequacy. <laughs> <laughs>